Bless your name, Jesus. I pray that we all be ready for his return. You know, someone once told me, they said, we should not be selfish with our prayers. And I think we need to be praying for not just ourselves, but for others, that they would yield themselves unto the spirit of the Lord, the call to repentance, so that they can be ready. I want to thank you for joining us this 20th day of September. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live SML. Sunday Morning Live presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church Incorporated at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You're inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. You know, there's no better place to be than in the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study begins at 7 p.m. And Thursday, Acts of the Holy Ghost is at 9 p.m. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God, and that's from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus said, I, I come in the volume of the book. So we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, if you've missed any part, any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand to access the archives. And, um, and also, you know, there's a video on our website that you need to look at. If you haven't seen it or if you have seen it, look at it again because it is mind-stirring. You need to watch it. Now, if no one has told you recently I'm here this morning, I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to stop telling you because you really need to get this in your spirit. You need to not just have intellectual knowledge about God, but you need to be in tune with the spirit of God. And so the Bible tells us that you must be, you must be ready in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. There will be no time to sober up from businessman specials, uh, from 420, ecstasy, peyote, skunk you know it's not gonna be any time to, to sober up from any of that stuff in a moment in the twinkling of an eye look if you smashing if you smashing with someone that's not your husband that's not your wife you're not gonna be able to to get the truffle butter off of you and you're not gonna be able to ask forgiveness because it's all gonna happen in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye you must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye now we're talking about soul salvation we're talking about your soul salvation, and I'm certainly uh, the biggest investment and interest that I have is my soul salvation. Save yourself. You must. Uh, Peter was preaching and exhorting to those that was on the, uh, on the day of Pentecost, and he said, save yourself from this untorn generation. And that's what you need to do. You need to save yourself uh, first and foremost. If you are drowning in the water, you got to save yourself. You need to be ready in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. So we're talking about soul salvation. So I won't be holding back. There's no reason for me to hold back anything because the truth has to be exposed. And I will not exchange truth for anything. God has been too good. He has been too great to each of us uh, for uh, any of us to, uh, that are in ministry or believers in general uh, to hold back and not give people the unadulterated truth. Gentlemen, listen. You don't have time to be wasting your seed in the shower or any place else. Ladies, you don't need to, uh, you, you can't let those batteries, you know, that you need to 
let that stuff not get you in trouble. Now, eye candy will get, get stuck in your head uh, like bubble gum, and, you know, it has to be cut out. And so the Bible says the, the bed is of holy matrimony, and it's undefiled, uh, except when it includes the fantasy of another person. And so uh, you can't be thinking about your coworker or somebody that you met, some, someone you saw on TV, some personality, while you being intimate with your husband or with your wife. What if the rapture take place? What if the Lord call you home? What if it's just your personal rapture that it's time for you to go and you got someone else on your mind? Mm -hmm. uh, that's a form of adultery. And so we're going to be for real. We're going to be very candid about some things, uh, you know, respectfully. But you need to understand what is right and you need to understand what is wrong when you talk about your soul salvation. And you're talking about being right with God. And, you know, some of these things are even just natural. We know common, common sense should help us in a lot of areas as well. And so we're going to go into the word of God. I'm not going to compromise the word of God and what has been established. God is not going to compromise his word in any way. And so you need to understand that so many people have a false belief that God knows my heart. Yes, he does. He knows your heart. And he said it's deceitful and wicked above all things. And, and that includes all of us. And so when we lean to the flesh, we know that we're deceiving ourselves. The Bible tells us over in Matthews, the 16th chapter. And we're going to go into the word of God. And, but listen here. Listen. The, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting uh, him, the desire to him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he uh, answered and said unto them, when it's evening, ye say it's fair weather, for the sky is red, and in the morning uh, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, uh, you know, they've been pretty phony. Uh, you discern the face of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the time, and that's what we're going to be talking about and so he told them that they were a wicked and adulterous generation because they were unbelievers. And they sought after a sign. You know, it's more important to be involved and, and seek the word of God, not a sign. And so uh, no sign. He told them that no sign would be given to them but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And so then that's something that you have to consider. Now, I need you and I need everyone listening to understand uh, God's uh, discretion is at work. In other words, whatever the Lord wants, that's what's going to happen. Only he knows the day. Only he knows the hour. Our responsibility, your responsibility, my responsibility is to be ready. And you can't do that with uh, looking. You, you can only do that by looking at the signs. You can look at the signs of the time and see what's going on and understand exactly where we are. And so we're going to go into the message, which is going to be coming from 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, uh, verse 41 through 46. But before we go there, I uh, want you to listen to this, and then we'll go into the word of God.
answer is soon. Now, no man knows the day or the hour when the Lord Jesus will return, but we do know that it's his word. And heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. And so there's not going to be any change. God is not going to deviate from his word for your desire, my desire. You know, we've come a long ways. We've come a long ways since uh, this particular song. Uh, you know, this song, the whining sung this song in 1995. And, you know, here we are in 2020. And there's many prophecies that have been fulfilled since then. And, you know, and so we need to, and because the Lord didn't come immediately at that moment when someone told you or witnessed to you that, that Jesus was coming soon, uh, thank God that he didn't come uh, because where would you have been? What, what foundation would you have been able to stand on? Some people that are saved today was not saved in 95. Uh, they weren't saved in the 94, you know, and so God is only the grace of God that he has not reappeared because uh, what other prophecies are there that says uh, that needs to be fulfilled in order for his coming? And so let, let's go into the word of God, First uh, Kings, and, and, you know, I know there's some uh, uh, Bible, quote unquote, Bible scholars out there, you know, and theologians and people that's been to seminaries and stuff like that, you know, and, and that's all fine and well, you know, but I, I'm going to put it to you like this without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And that is scripture. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what, what academic uh, we may have achieved. It doesn't matter what title that we have, uh, that we have here. What matters is, are we holy and are we acceptable unto the Lord? First Kings 18. 41 through 46 says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundant rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to see to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said unto his servants, Go up now, and said unto his servants, Excuse me, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. And he told him to do this seven times. And so he went seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And uh, he said, go up and unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heavens were black with clouds. Things had changed. The atmosphere had changed from a little hand uh, to, uh, to blackness and clouds and wind. And there was great rain and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was up on, was on Elijah. And he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. You know, I, 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 I kind of find that really humorous, uh, but the, the spirit of the Lord was up on him and he tied his garments up and the man was sprinting and, and, and outran the chariot of Ahab and made it to Jezreel. So to remind you of Jonah that made a three-day journey in one day, 
you know, the spirit of God began to move. Uh, he will move you quickly into what he wants you to do. And so, you know, uh, when to be rapture ready, to be rapture ready, uh, you need to understand the atmosphere. I want you to know today the atmosphere has changed. The atmosphere has changed. And so uh, let me be perfectly clear. I'm not saying the atmosphere is going to change. I'm telling you it has already changed. An atmosphere is a layer or a set of layer of gases surrounded by a planet or other material body now, that is held in place by the gravity of that body. It is also the pervading tone or mood of a place or situation or uh, artwork. And so a work of art. And, you know, you've walked into a room where um, where people was joyous and you felt that you walked into the room where the mood was down you felt you walked into the room where people were talking about you behind your back and everybody you felt that too you felt the atmosphere and how it was and, and so you know uh, there is an atmosphere that has changed already and we need to be aware of that and so in this instance we're talking about the atmosphere that is saturated with the tone of god's presence you know, Byron Cage used to sing a song that said, the well, he may still sing it, but the presence of the Lord is here. And you need to understand that the presence of the Lord is here. Now, to be rapture ready, you need to be sensitive to the atmosphere and the change that has occurred. You need to be sensitive uh, to the call and the presence of the Lord. If you're not sensitive to the call, if you're not sensitive to his presence, uh, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Uh, because uh, some is looking for the Lord to come with a, a loud noise, a bang, an interruption. And, and, but the Bible tells me that the prophet was looking for him uh, in a cloud. He was looking for him in a windstorm. He was looking for him in the fire. And it was a still, small voice. It was a still, small voice. And so the Bible tells us in Joel, and here's some of the things that, that, we, can, that we know that have been written and is fulfilled in the word of God. Joel 2 and 28 and 29 says, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old man shall dream dreams. Your young man shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon your handmaid in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Acts 2, uh, 17 through 18 says, and it shall come to pass in the last days. Now, uh, Peter is, is exhorting what Joel said that uh, it shall come to pass in the last day. So we see that the, the time, the last days has already been implemented, has already been started. And so it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young man shall see visions and your old man shall dream dreams and on your servants and your handmaids will I pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And uh, Matthews 24, uh, it uh, begins to tell us that Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no man deceive you. There's a lot of deceivers out there. Uh, for many shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ and shall deceive many. And we've seen that throughout the history uh, that people have uh, gone and they've drunk the Kool-Aid and they've lost their lives. They've waited for a spaceship to come down and pick them up. They lost their lives, you know, and the list goes on. Uh, this is, and it's not limited to people that are pretending to be God. Anyone, anyone, men, women, boys, girls, anyone that alters your course uh, with Christ is a deceiver. And so you need to make sure that you're not deceived. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. 
see that you be not troubled. Now, these things are going to happen, but don't let them impact you and you go over the edge. Uh, for all these things must come to pass. So, you know, I'm often asked, why is this happening? Well, you, uh, and, and I'm asked this by people that uh, say they're believers, people that say they're in the word. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's not a put down or anything like that, but it's in the word of God and you have to believe and embrace what God is saying. These things are going to happen. And so when you see those things happen, it should stir your mind up. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence, even like the pestilence that we're dealing with today here. The COVID-19 is a pestilence and earthquakes. We just experienced an earthquake even um, Saturday, Friday night uh, into going into Saturday morning, you know, just here. But we're not the only ones experiencing earthquakes is happening all over the place. You know, when we when we experience these things and we it lets us know that this is a temporary place. It's not this is not the kingdom of God. This is a, a temporary place that we need to look at and enjoy what uh, what God has given us for the moment. But understand, it's not the permanent home. At least you shouldn't be hoping it to be. It is corrupt. It's, it's corrupt because of the sin of man, because of what Adam did. And so these have already happened and is occurring even as we speak uh, already. And so all these things are the beginning of sorrow. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets shall, shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity, iniquity, because sin, because of all this hatred and things that the love of many shall wax cold. You know, there are people that are storing up arms, storing up armor, uh, excuse me, storing up armor and ammunition and different things because their love have waxed cold and uh, and they're, they're preparing for civil unrest. That's part of the atmosphere that we're in. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4, Know this also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own self, selfishness, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unthankful. I got to have it. If you don't give it to me, I might have a fit unthankful for what they have. Unholy, without natural effects and truce breakers, false accusers. Uh, and content and uh, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I was speaking with someone and they was telling me, you know what, they, they trade in, they traded in their stand with God because they needed to scratch the itch that they were feeling. So they went and got on the, the website to meet somebody. You should never trade in your relationship with God for a person that's just going to use you and let you go. And you shouldn't trade in for a person for anybody, male or female. And so, you know, but they become lovers of other things rather than the lovers of God. You know, let me just touch something here. All the things that God has given for our enjoyment, told Adam said, take dominion over the things that I've made. I've made this for you. I made it for you to enjoy. Well, you need to stop and think. If God has created all the things that that we we get pleasure, we get joy from, and He told us you can you can enjoy this and, and be holy at the same time. Don't you know when you enter into the presence of God 
that we're going to supersede the joy and excitement and the pleasure that we have experienced in these flesh. What kind, what does, what awaits us when we enter into the presence of God? If we're having this much fun, uh, you know, here and the enjoyment of the things that God has given, what type of enjoyment is we going, are we going to have in his presence? Listen, the spirit of Antichrist is already present. The son of perdition has yet to be revealed. Now, I, and I know you might want to call uh, certain people the son of perdition, and all, but abstain from that. Don't, don't call nobody the son of the devil or anything. Listen, focus on yourself being the son of God. And so I, I have only mentioned a few signs, a few things without detail uh, this morning, but events that have taken place over generations and many are asleep in the, in the dust of the ground and some are going to wake up into everlasting life and others are going to wake up into shame and eternal uh, contempt. And so the Bible says, they that be wise, this is Daniel, uh, they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they shall turn many to righteousness as the stars uh, forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words. Now Daniel was talking about the end time and the coming of the Lord and seal up the book even to the end of the time and many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. And so there was no uh, there was no secret to God that Microsoft was going to take off. There was no secret to God about Amazon. There was no secret to God, you know, or, or anyone else that's in tune with the spirit of God. And maybe you don't have a name. And I'm not saying that they had those names. I'm just saying I'm summing it up under the umbrella that knowledge has increased. And so we're living in this technology age. And so Isaiah 4610 uh, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times that things that are not. Uh, yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Isaiah 64 and 4, for since the beginning of the world, uh, man hath not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what, what you have prepared for him that wait for you. Now, Tuesday Bible study, we've been in the book of Ezekiel, and that's a very laborious book. Uh, but we're at a turning point and the message is shifting and it's going into the it has gone from Israel's uh, disobedience and their chastisement to the chastisement of uh, those that chastised Israel. And then and it's going into shift. And I'm just jumping ahead a little bit and it's going to go into the coming of the Lord. So, see, this is not a, a, a new message. It's a message that has been existing from the beginning. So to be rapture ready, we need to be sensitive to the atmosphere and we need to be sensitive to the message and the messenger. The messenger exposes sin so that you can be ready. The messenger presents the word so that you can receive the blessings and be able to take dominion over the things that are here in your presence and enjoy this life, fortify your soul for whatever happens next. Now, many are looking for 2021 to, to come, you know, we're coming to the end of a decade and people are, but you don't know what 2021 is going to hold, just like some of you did not know the details of what 2020 was holding. Now, uh, I, one of the ministers preached the message said it was going to be an uncommon year. And so that pastor was, was and, and, and then we here at Cornerstone, uh, in the beginning of our year, we were tell, letting the saints know that not to believe the hype, that there was something on the horizon. 
And so uh, I pray that you're that you are in tune with the message and the messenger. I wonder if there, you know, uh, David, David was both king and prophet. And so I wonder today uh, if there are servants in the current administration. And I mean servants that are like Daniel, servants that was like Obadiah, servants that was like Nehemiah, that has those characteristics that respectively stood before the king and refused to compromise their commitment unto the Lord. Now, I mentioned David because David is the, uh, uh, Solomon is the son of David and he inherited the throne of his father and completed the temple. And he enjoyed times of peace and prosperity uh, during the time of his reign. Uh, Solomon's heart uh, began turning away from the Lord as he got involved with lips, hips, and fingernail tips. You know, that can mess you up. It can mess up your relationship with God when it's outside the will of God. Because he, he was not supposed to intermingle and do those things, and he did it. And uh, because of that, it messed up. It began to impact his relationship with God. And so when we do things that God tell us not to do, when we get involved in relationships that we should not be in, it will impact our relationship with him. It will impact our, our marriage. It will get between friendship and it has even started wars. Tall, dark, and handsome has led many away from the Lord. Uh, and so they have left homes broken. It has left uh, people with uh, nine months of physical change and a lifetime of responsibilities. And so Solomon, like so many, said, I got this. Mm -hmm. That's what he was saying. I got this. You know, I'm, I'm smart. I, I can handle this. And so uh, but he didn't realize that uh, that love is going to get you. And so the love of his flesh and the, the, the gratification and the things that he would look, uh, it got him. And as a result, the kingdom was divided. And some believe in God, but their heart is split between the commitment unto the Lord. Uh, their heart is split because uh, there's a commitment to metal. There's a commitment to ceramic. There's a commitment to wood. There's a commitment to marble. But you need to know that God is not gonna be uh, anyone's sidekick. Uh, God's not gonna be a sidekick. It, it's me, it's none or all, it's all or none. And so he's not gonna be a sidekick to anyone as people have tried to make him. By the time Solomon's reign had come to an end, the atmosphere had changed. Uh, there was an atmosphere turbulence and then a division. Uh, there was an atmospheric change, turbulence, and next will be a change. We're experiencing the same thing. And so Solomon uh, broke his promise with the Lord and his sons uh, and Rehoboam did foolishly. The Bible said that they did foolishly in the presence of the Lord. And uh, Jeroboam, uh, Rehoboam and uh, Jeroboam continued to sit, continued with sin. And so he waffled and Ahab, Ahab messed up and, and, and then the beat goes on. Soon there was a drought. There was a drought, uh, but there was also a word from the Lord. And that is what you want. You want a word from the Lord. You want to be lined up in the will of God, not the will of man, not the word from man, not Pastor Carl's opinion, not anyone else's opinion, but what does the word of God says? Tell me what does the word of God says? Because that is the authority. And so uh, you don't want a word that make you feel good. 
people are seeking after. That's a sign of the time. Uh, seeking after uh, tingling ears, want a good tingling message of how blessed they're going to be and how they're going to overcome in the abundance that they're going to have uh, because of God. Let me tell you something. There are people that don't believe in God that are doing that are well off. They they don't they reward they're receiving all the reward that they're going to get because they're not going to be saved because they have not turned their hearts to God. The Bible said there there was an unjust judge uh, that is a prominent position, and he said I don't fear God or man. But he was successful in his business. Uh, you can be successful, uh, but listen, you don't you want to be success, and God is not against success. Uh, he said I would that you would prosper even as your soul prosper. And so uh, that requires discipline. Listen, you're going to be saved. You're going to have to discipline yourself. You're going to have to discipline yourself in the natural, and you're going to discipline yourself in the spirit. And so the Bible tells us that Elijah, Elijah, meaning that the Lord is my God, uh, said unto Ahab, get thee up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundant rain. And Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down and he began to pray and he put his face between his knees. You know, it's not, it doesn't hurt for us to kneel down unto the Lord. Your knees might be hurt and put a pillow down there, you know, but uh, it don't hurt to, and if you just can't, if you can't bend down, you know, bow your heart because you could be bending physically and your heart is still standing. And so uh, uh, the Bible tells us that he told him that the reason he told Ahab to go up is because Ahab had done wrong in his sight in the sight of the Lord. And so the Lord had Elijah to go to him and to let him know that there's not going to be any dew and there's not going to be any rain for a number of years according to his word. And so there was a drought. Now I want you to know that anytime the word of God comes, everybody is subject to the word. Everyone is going to experience uh, what is happening according to God's will. Now Elijah made this uh, prophecy and told him this is what's going to happen uh, because of sin. And uh, the Lord told Elijah, said, go down to the brook. And this is where you're going to stay at. And he had a raven to come and bring him bread and to bring him flesh. You know, but after a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain. And so then he went and he there was a Shunammite woman that the Lord had prepared. And, and I like to say that she was tailor made, you know, for what was about to happen, because uh, uh, when he met her, he said, listen, uh, she said, look, I'm about to make a cake and me and my son going to eat it and we're going to die. And so she had given up hope because things were so bad. Don't give up hope. When you meet, this is why it's important to recognize the messenger of God. It's important to be in tune with God. It's important to know who your God is. Now, when she met Elijah, Elijah, uh, after she had told him the situation, uh, he said, look, he said, go on and make the cake, but make me a small cake first. Uh, she could have got an attitude and said, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, but that, that was not the case. Uh, she went along with it and she made him the cake first. And he said, look, your meal barrel and the oil is not going to run dry. Bless your Lord God. And so she was obedient to what the servant of the Lord had said. The servant of the Lord was not being selfish. The servant of the Lord was 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 not uh, thinking of himself alone, but he pronounced a blessing upon this woman and her household. And so the Bible, uh, and so that's a little bit about what was going on. And so the Lord told him, said, let Ahab know that the rain, I'm, I'm about to send rain. The time has come 
that I'm going to send the rain. Something is going to happen. And so Ahab uh, went up. He believed what Elijah was saying. Elijah said, go up and eat. And so he went to do that. And while he was going to eat, that Elijah went up and he began to pray. When have you stopped to pray? Everybody else is eating. Everyone else is feeding their flesh. Everyone is going in panic mode and doing. Are you stopping to pray? Are you grabbing the hands of your children? Are you grabbing the hands of your associates and friends and others and saying, you know what? Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. Let's find out what God has to say. And so the Bible said that he put his face between his knees. He humbled himself. There's no higher place. There's no better place to be uh, than to humble yourself uh, before. Look, uh, you need to. We all we all can, can just uh, uh, be humble and sit down and seek the Lord. And he said unto his servant, go up now, go now. He, he didn't pray, go now. The prayer of faith has been made. I sought the Lord and I need you to go, go now and look toward what to see. And he went up and he said, there's nothing there. He couldn't see the change in the atmosphere. And so Elijah, uh, I, I, now I don't know because the scripture does not tell us this. But Elijah may have uh, bowed his head again and prayed while his servant went to go look. The scripture doesn't tell us, but we know that he was in prayer. And so he lifted up his head long enough to say, go. And he had to do that seven times. The Bible said that it came to pass that he said, behold, there is a little cloud. There's a little cloud coming out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, now go and tell Ahab. Now, what, what I find interesting here is that his servant did not see the change immediately. He didn't see the atmosphere until it was brought to his attention that you need to look forward. And that's what I'm doing today is telling you look forward. You know, maybe things are, are moving forward. People are, are, are ignoring, uh, looking at what's happening around. They, oh, so much gloom and doom. No, you need to understand the word of God is being fulfilled. And that is not doom and gloom. Uh, that is Maranatha. Even so come, Lord. And so we see the signs of the time. The Bible said he that has this hope purifies himself. If you a son of God. You looking to be a son of God. You looking to be raptured. You looking to be caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. You need to purify yourself. And the only way that you're going to keep measure of the time, because no man, no man knows the day. No man knows the hour. We're not playing that game. I'm not a fool. We're not. And, and I don't expect you to be a fool to try to try to set down and use mathematical equations and algorithms to figure out when the Lord is going to come. When he said no man knows the hour, only the spirit of God, only God himself knows the time. But we know the season. And we need to pay attention to the season. We need to pay attention to what's going on. So I'm telling you to look today. I'm telling you to look out and see the change. Look out and see. And I'm sure you're going to see like uh, his servant saw a, a small cloud. He saw a small cloud the size of a man's hand. And if you look, you're going to see something. And it may be small, but don't say And his, his servant. His servant needed to understand. He told him, he said, look, soon as the servant said, I see uh, it's like a man's hand. He said, go, go and tell Ahab. 
He didn't stop and wait and say, is it is that small cloud like a man's hand white? Is that small cloud like a man's hands gray? Is it dark? Do it look like it's carrying water? You know, he didn't even wait. He just, the, the prophet said, look, that's good enough. That's going to go tell Ahab to get in the chariot and get down because the atmosphere has changed. Something is getting ready to happen. We need to look because the atmosphere, I'm telling you, the atmosphere has already changed. It's already changed. Remember, the Lord told the told the, 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 the Pharisees, you can look at the sky. You know, when it, when the sky is red, something is about to happen. You know, when the wind is blowing from a certain direction, that something is about to happen. We know that the seasons, we know our seasons change. And I'm not talking about just uh, spring, winter and fall. But we know, we know when the atmosphere changed that, wow, you know what? This is like earthquake weather. You know, this is like tornado weather. This is like, there is a difference in the atmosphere. Right now, there is a difference in the atmosphere. Bless your Lord. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so you need to pay attention, not ignore it. We're not ostriches. We don't stick our head in the sand and ignore what is being said. We don't stick our hand in the sand and ignore the danger. But we look up, look towards the hills from what come in your help. Your help come from the Lord. The Lord is on our side. And that's why the Lord sends his word. That's why the Lord sends the message. That's why he sends the messenger to say, get ready, be ready, make preparation. It's better to be ready than to not. There were some foolish women. These women felt that they were ready until the actual moment. And they realized that they were not. And they began to ask others, pray for me. Look, you have time to pray for yourself. I, I'll pray with you. Matter of fact, I'm fasting. I've tell, been telling this for a while. I fast on Tuesdays and I encourage you to fast on Tuesday with me. So you have a fast partner. I'm fasting and praying and seeking the Lord, you know, and, and so you can do the same thing. These women, they were not doing that. The, they were not prepared. And so their lamps were not full. They didn't have all of the substance that they needed. And there was a call, the bridegroom was coming. And they began to ask the other five, can you, can you spare some? But the other five said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. I'm not giving, if I give you some of what I have, I won't have enough. I won't have enough. And so we don't want to find ourselves in that situation. So I'm telling you now to, Look at the atmosphere. Prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. Don't wait. Don't wait and, and try to get the stain off your garment. He's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. Don't, don't be waiting. You know, we got plenty. We got time right now. You got time at this very moment. Uh, many are caught in the valley of decision. Elijah said, look, he came unto the people and he said, how long? How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal or anything else that you consider to be a God, uh, then follow him. You need to, those people didn't answer him a word, but you need to answer. You need to answer. You need to think about what God is saying. Bless you, Jesus.
Bless your Lord God. Think about it. I want you to think about it right now. Where you are and where you need to be. Hmm. Listen, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, well, that's not what the Bible said. Look, you, you won't find it. If God, God corrected the disciples many times and God corrected them after the resurrection. So if Peter, when he told them to baptize in the name of Jesus, if that was incorrect, it would have been corrected. Mm-hmm. Didn't anyone ever tell you that? Jesus said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. And that's what they were doing. If your sins have not been remitted, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, or if you want to rededicate your life unto the Lord, I'm going to arrange uh, some time and uh, a date. I'm going to uh, be announcing a date for baptism. And we believe in social distancing. We strictly apply uh, the, that what has been mandated. And so I'm going to come back with some information. But you need to you need to rededicate yourself unto the Lord. You need to think about where you are. You know, and God don't want you to dwell on what you didn't do. He wants you to think about what you need to do moving forward. You know, that's the kind of God we serve. Think about what needs to be done or what you're doing right now, because you're doing it. You've taken a step already by listening to to the broadcast, by listening to Pastor Carl. You know, and so I'm going to tell you, like uh, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so we're going to uh, be having a rededication. Uh, and if you've never been baptized and want your sins remitted in Jesus name, you know, I'm going to be putting up a date place to have this baptism and we will use social distancing uh, in that form and so with that being said father in the name of jesus we thank you for your word this morning lord god all has not been said but we thank you for what has been said what has been exhorted and just pray and ask lord god that you would bless the listeners bless each one that is under the sound of my voice those that are on their way those that are waiting to come into the fold we thank you right now, Lord God, and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to lift you up, to exalt you, to magnify you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Even so, come, Lord. I want you to know that the songs featured on, uh, are the respective uh, uh, property of the artists and producers. Uh, you know, you can Google and support music ministry and, you know, I'm certainly grateful and thank God for the songstress and uh, my daughter, Sharice Henderson, that sings for us. And, you know, another song that you heard this morning was the Winans, the question is Chicago Mass Choir. You know, I pray we all be ready, uh, you know, and I'm praying that we all be ready. We need to be ready. You need to and listen, uh, give the link, give the broadcast to someone else. Uh, if you've been blessed, bless someone else. Uh, sit with them. Listen together. Amen. And that you, you know, it's all about being saved. And so this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Listen, I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.